Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that is us. It is the power hour of the show as we're coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance, Fox Sports, Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save big on your auto insurance. Matter of fact, it's really the best thing you could do with your phone in just a few minutes. So just call 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. We're in for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. I think they both worked earlier today. Did they not, Torres, or what? Well, you're the one that sits around and listens to the radio all day. I'm busy uh, doing... Nah, I'm Wait, kidding. you're busy doing what? What are you busy doing? What all exactly are you busy? Of, what am I not doing is really the question. It's a great question. You're not doing uh, anything. But So I think Mike filled in for Doug, and I think Jason filled in for Dan Patrick, if I'm not mistaken. I'd like to fill in for Dan Patrick. You tr- were trying to steal Colin's shift 10 minutes ago. 
Yeah, I don't want the whole shift. I just want to do like Colin, um, like noonish to oneish, you know, something like that. Yeah, that would work for you. That'd be convenient yeah, for you. That would that would work for me. That, that that you know, I don't want to do the whole three hours. It's maybe like an hour plus. I mean, you were complaining about doing a two-hour radio show in Vermont the, about a, an hour ago. So, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine it gets much easier than two hours in Vermont. Yeah, it's snowing. Uh, let's talk a little hockey. Uh, wow, you know what's so funny is we uh, we talk a lot of hockey on the show. We have a lot of listeners from Canada. So, uh, oh. you know, we're, well, we are here by the border in case you didn't know that. So, of course, I know that I've been to Vermont. I'm probably the, the only person at Fox Sports Radio that's actually been to yeah. Vermont besides you. And, uh, you know, we the Bruins are kicking butt, but they somebody uh, texted in today and said, uh, I guess it's uh, against the law to talk uh, hockey on national sports radio. So, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think that's <laughs> I think that's fairly uh, safe to say. Yeah. Um, Could get you fired. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was one time we did something came up in hockey, and you tried to fire me on there. I mean, you try to fire me all the time, and thankfully right. you have no pull with anybody, right, so it didn't right. really matter. But nah, I mean, listen, we got to stick to the basics, and you know, I think. More people are interested in, is Russell Wilson going to be with the Seahawks? Is Deshaun Watson? Then, uh, listen, I know the Calgary Flames, you know, they have a great blue line this year, and their goaltending has been elite. But, uh, you know, we'll save that for our number five. <laughs> I, so. I, and I'll tell you what, we, we, you know, actually we talked about Urban Meyer, and, and what, what a surprise um, that we find out that Chris Doyle steps on down. Does it make it any, I guess the word I'm saying, not easier, but is it any difference that he stepped down instead of Urban saying, I made a mistake and fired him, or wow. um, is the end result uh, well, pretty much what we look uh, at? Do you think he really stepped down? I mean, he knew what his reputation was. I think Urban thought he wasn't going to get heat for it, and he did, and he realized I might lose this locker room before I ever get it, and I think that it was a uh, a very I, – I don't think that Chris Doyle went on Twitter and, and had a, a, a come-to-Jesus moment. I think uh, he knew what his background was. What I find interesting is Urban Meyer saying in his statement, "We should have uh, done. We should have vetted this whole hire more carefully." When he explicitly said in the press conference, "We vetted the hire. We did our due diligence." So, which so is it, Urban Meyer? Well, what are you saying that he didn't want it? I'm not. I'm not following you on that. What are you? What I'm saying is, I don't think yeah. the guy resigned. I, I think Urban Meyer didn't think he was going to take heat for it, and he did. And so I, they went into him and said, "You need to resign, right?" They. they told why? Him you need to- why would this guy resign? Like, that's my question. Nothing has changed on his resume from 72 hours ago. Right, he knows right. what he's accused of. He he took the job. No, I'm sure he knew that there would be backlash. Why would he resign? He didn't do anything else since then. Well, then why wouldn't uh, Urban Meyer said, you know what? We talked it over with Chris Doyle. We felt that it was in the best interest of Jacksonville um, to let him, uh, for us to dismiss him or let him move on. I guess it really doesn't make a difference how you say it, does it? Uh, d- dismissed him, fired him, moved on, resigned. It's just a, uh, you're just mincing words here, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, sorry, I'm doing the yeah, yeah thing again. I, I got caught with I, every time I respond, I say yeah to you. But I just think I don't know what's changed on this guy's resume in the last 36 hours. Nothing's changed. I, I just think Urban Meyer didn't think he was going to get heat for it. I mean, you have to remember, Arnie, and I know you yeah. know this, but in, in the general, you have to remember, when you're an elite college football coach, you can get away with basically anything, right? Right, right. I mean, Nick, Sa- who did, Nick Saban wanted to bring in somebody on the staff recently. I can't remember who it was. And he got a little backlash, and he's like, yeah, I'm Nick Saban. I don't really care. Uh, Dabo took some heat for some different things throughout the season. He's like, I'm Dabo. I don't care. I make $10 million. 
I'm, I'm the king of Clemson. And I think Urban Meyer's still in that mindset of, I'm Urban Meyer. My final say goes. And I thought you actually brought up a pretty good point last hour, Ernie. Well, he now has an owner to answer to. He now has a locker room full of guys that don't care who he is. This isn't college. You didn't go into somebody's home and they didn't do the googly eyes, oh my God, Urban Meyer's here and offer me a scholarship. These are grown men that don't care what your reputation was. And I think he realized that this wasn't going to play well with the 53 guys in that locker room. And I think that's why this decision was made. I don't think the guy genuinely resigned. I think he resigned because he kind of had no choice. Oh, I, I thought you were going to tell me that Mr. Khan called Urban Meyer, and then Urban Meyer said, you need to resign. And Mr. Khan just said, I, we, we can't have a guy like this on our on – our- Oh, I think that's a possibility. Okay. But I, I, don't think th- I don't think that Chris Doyle, the strength coach, realized, wow, what I did was really bad. Right, but right. I, you know, I didn't realize it seventy-two hours ago when I got hired. But I realize it now, and for the good of the Jacksonville. Well, it's Jack- not that he didn't realize it; he just thought it didn't it wouldn't come with backlash. That's all. If it didn't come with any backlash, he wouldn't have stepped on down. They wouldn't have made him step on down. Well, that's the whole point. Is that right. I, I mean, I don't know how you didn't expect it to come with backlash. Now, I also think if I was Urban Meyer, if you really believe he's the guy for the job, you say you vetted him. Right. And and I'm telling you, by tomorrow morning, it's not a story. People would have moved on. Yeah, but yeah. there would have been something else to be furious about. But I think I think it actually looks worse for Urban Meyer to in the statement where he says, "Yeah, this guy resigned," to then say, "Oh, by the way, yeah, we should have vetted him a little bit." Well, you just said 20 minutes ago in your op- in your press conference yesterday that you did vet him. So did you well, vet him? Did you not vet him? What are we doing here? Maybe Urban doesn't have full 100 percent. Uh, decision making maybe it's 99.9 like I said when you own a billion dollar corporation um, as a NFL team you don't give 100% of decision making to somebody else you still you're going to call the final shots I mean it's a billion dollar corporation of course you're going to have the final shot and Mr. Khan probably had a, a lot to do with this also yeah, and I and that's what I think, uh, and that's what I think is is what happened here. Is I think it's a good point by you. Is the possibility that it came from ownership? Hey, I didn't even know who this guy was because why would the owner of the Jaguars know anything about the Iowa strength coach? Right, and he right. probably was like, dude, we can't have this in our organization. But you know what? For an owner like him, it's not the backlash from the media or anything like that. It's always that one phone call that comes from your buddy who's the other billionaire owner that owns one of the other teams or is uh, you know a, a COO of a major corporation that has billions of dollars. It's the call from that guy or an advertiser, a big-time advertiser, that gets you shaking your head and saying, nah, we don't need this. We, well, we've got to make a move, you know? When did the Redskins change their name from the Redskins? Well, that was that was from. I think, it was because uh, FedEx said we're pulling our name off your field in the thirty right. million dollar check that comes with it if you don't change your name. It wasn't from the backlash of the of the fans, though. There's no doubt. It wasn't about that. some dude on Twitter that got the Redskins <laughs> to change their names. It was the primary corporate sponsor saying we're pulling the plug if you don't do this. And if they don't do that, I don't think we ever change the name. To be honest, or, yeah, or at least- I think that's a hundred percent fair. Well. At least uh, not at that point. Maybe later on we do. But like you said, it, it, it maybe the same thing happened. They got a hold of Mr. Khan, said, hey, you're not going to do this because here are the ramifications of something like this. And he probably said, for a strength and conditioning coach, I don't yes. need this headache, you know? No, I, I think that is reasonably fair, is that it either came from the owner 
Or Urban Meyer just didn't think that he was going to get backlash for it. But I also don't think Urban Meyer cares that much. The more that we're talking it out, right, I, right. I think it probably came from the owner. Like, what, is, what does Urban Meyer care about? I mean, he's, I mean, this is a guy, I mean, you go on and on down the list. I mean, he, his players were breaking the law left and right at Florida. Obviously, he had some some questionable uh, you know, decisions on some coaching staffs. So I, I don't know that Urban Meyer cares that much, I guess. You know, maybe, I, and, and moving on, maybe I missed the boat on this story, which was the big story of the day. Um, when J.J. Watt and the Texans decided to part ways, I said to myself, okay, so what? I mean, he's been there 10 years. How many games has he missed in the last, what, two, three years? He's a great player, was a great player. He'll be a good fit for some team if they give him, a, what, a one-year, five million-plus bonuses. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Everybody was going crazy that he uh, parted ways with the Texans. By the way, now that he's gone, does that make it more or less likely that Deshaun Watson will be gone? Well, the management in in uh, Houston keeps saying they're not trading him. And, yeah, 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 yeah. I still don't see the reason <laughs> that you, I, I really don't. I mean, the guy is under contract. We've you and I have talked about it on our show before, right? But you're gonna have to pay. He's gonna be fined fifty thousand dollars a day. Every day that he misses once training camp starts, it might not sound like much now when you're making forty million a year, but you miss four, five, six, seven, eight days. That adds up really, really, really quick. I don't see why you would trade him. I really don't. By the way, they stopped doing that. You know what they do is they just come in and say, you know, I, I think I I banged my head. I I may have yes. concussion protocol. You know. Well, and that we've seen it in other sports, right? Kyrie Irving, when he wanted to get traded from the Cavs, he said, "If you don't trade me, I, you know, my knee's been really kind of bothering yeah, me lately. Yeah, I'm just gonna, right. I might have to get that knee surgery I've been telling you guys about." Right, right. I mean, there's people that actually go to practice and then say they pulled the hamstring or something like that, and they're going to go to the sideline and ride the bike, and that's the way they protest would, without getting fined fifty thousand dollars a day. I would be interested. You know, we have a lot of good sports lawyers. Dan Lust has come on with us before. If Deshaun Watson did show up every day, but, oh, you know, my hamstring's bothering me a little bit. When he's publicly demanded a trade, I'd be curious if if the fine would hold up, if they could fine him. Oh, no, then he's got to go. It's one thing to demand a trade. It's another thing to demand the trade and not, not get out there to practice and, pull, and, 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 and to pull a fake injury. When you do that, I, I've, you know what? Get Here's your stuff. My go home. We'll call your agent when we get a deal done for you. Goodbye. Here's my question. At what point does Deshaun Watson look bad? I mean, you just signed the contract a year ago. Right. It was right. after DeAndre Hopkins got traded. It's not as though this was four years ago. I mean, even like the Russell Wilson stuff, right? Like, he's been there eight, nine, ten years. He's won a Super Bowl. He's in the third or fourth year of his contract. Uh, as Softy said last hour, it's been seven years since they've made an NFC championship game, which seems unbelievable. Like, that's a little different than Deshaun Watson signing an extension less than a year ago. Right. And all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, he wants out. If, if Deshaun Watson pulled what I just said with the fake hamstring or the fake concussion or I'm just going to come in and ride the bike so I don't get fined, that's when he'll be the bad guy. That's when people will say, okay, enough is enough. Um, everybody's practicing, getting ready for the season. You're pulling these shenanigans. Nothing can be done because they're not going to, you know, start trading for people in the middle of camp. So that's when he becomes the bad guy, I think, I believe, Aaron. Then they'll start turning on him. Yeah, I know we got to get to break. I I'd be curious what your thoughts are just in general on all this stuff because I understand you're in a bad situation. 
But I think, you know, and it's funny because we have this Lakers game on right now, and it's the same with Anthony Davis, is when you sign that big contract to be the face of the franchise, there's responsibility that comes with it. And it's one thing if you're a free agent, and you're a free agent, you have every right to leave. You can say what you want about LeBron James. He has played out every contract that he has ever been on and made decisions in free agency. It's it, That's one thing versus signing a big, fat extension and then demanding a trade a year later. My Lakers have outscored Memphis by 28 points when they were down 22 to two. By the way, I want you to I want you to know that. Well, Bernie Fratto, if you're listening, we're we're gonna need those live bet odds that you could have gotten down 22 to two. So, uh, coming up next, my partner from Sunday is Chris Plank, uh, the NASCAR expert. We'll talk a little Daytona. Also, Plank used to cover Chris Doyle. I can't wait to get to that and a few other things on the draft. So that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's uh, first of all get to our guest. Tell us who's on the line there, Torres. Introduce our next guest. I mean, the man needs no introduction. Dave Softy Mather from uh, three to seven in Seattle. Softy, what's up, man? How you doing? How come people always say the man needs no introduction, and then there's an introduction? You're you're as Seattle as Ken Griffey Jr. and Why Sean don't you Kettman. just say here he is? How are you? And we'll just go. Here he is, the face of Seattle sports. Yeah. Now that Russell Wilson is going to be out the next week or so, yeah. Yeah. Dave yeah. Softy Mather. Seriously, what is going on? The reason I wanted to get you on. Explain what is going on with Russell Wilson. Well, I would just say that uh, whatever you need, ask Russell. I mean, he wants to be involved in everything, so ask Russell. You got <laughs> marital problems? Ask Russell. You got problems with the kids? Ask Russell. You're putting weight on? You're drinking too much? Ask Russell. Maybe there should be a hashtag, Ask Russell on Twitter. Maybe Russell Wilson should start a, a new therapeutic uh, you know, a foundation or a, you know, a you know, counselor's office or whatever for people to ask Russell and lay on his couch. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being half kidding, obviously, but... You know, look, I mean, obviously he's, uh, he's changed his tune with just the way he handles his public persona. And, and that's kind of what's so, I don't know if shocking is the right word, but that's what's so surprising, I guess, in some ways that Russell Wilson was never one to rock the boat at all. You know, the worst thing Russell Wilson ever did up until now, about three or four years ago, he, he got involved in this uh, recovery water uh, thing, a business, and he claimed it could cure concussions. And that lasted about 30 seconds after he saw the backlash, and he shut that thing down, and he moved on. And if you go back to last year at the Pro Bowl, he came out frustrated, saying we've got to get more stars on the football team. Earlier this last year, he was talking about his desire to win the MVP, um, and now he's talking about his legacy, and now he's talking about he's tired of getting hit. It, it just seems like for the first time in Russell Wilson's career, a lot of what he's saying is about him and not about the team, and, and and that is a stark contrast to the guy that we saw the first eight nine years in Seattle. I know everybody yells, "Oh, just trade him, then just trade." Oh, how That's close? Stupid. Well, you know what though? Let me ask you this: Does he really want to be up there in Seattle, um, yeah. especially with his wife? Don't they want to be closer to the Hollywood scene or anything like that, or is he happy in Seattle? Well, I would just say if he doesn't want to be here, then nut up and tell the Hawks he wants to trade. Right. But don't 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 half-ass this thing, right? You know, right. do I believe he wants to be a Seahawk? Yeah, I do. I think he wants to win another title with Pete Carroll. I think he wants to go down as one of the better, if not greater, quarterbacks in the NFL outside of Tom Brady, who nobody is catching yeah. ever, obviously. Uh, but if Russell Wilson truly wants to leave town, then grow a set of nuts and go to the Seahawks and say, I want to trade. 
and he hasn't done that yet. So until Russell Wilson does that, I got to assume he wants to be in Seattle. Look, I don't have any doubt, Arnie, that he's he's frustrated with how many sacks he's taking. He's frustrated the Hawks have not made the NFC Championship game in seven years, going back to 2014. But I would also say that a lot of those sacks he complains about taking are on him. You know, Pro Football Focus is pitting 26% of the sacks he's taken since 2012 on Russell Wilson. That's over one quarter of every sack is going to him. So he's got to play better. And that's what kind of bugs me, I guess. Look, you know, all of us have, there's that old saying, you hurt the most by the ones you love, right? And we love Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's been phenomenal for the Seahawks organization. He's the greatest quarterback in the history of the franchise for crying out loud and is on the Mount Rushmore of Seattle sports with guys like Ken Griffey Jr. and Gary Payton. But he picks this time to complain about the offensive line and to talk about his legacy when he just had maybe the worst half of football he's ever had and just got bounced again in the first round of the NFL playoffs. So the timing of all of it, to me, just seems kind of selfish and maybe in some ways even tone deaf. So when you say the timing of it, why why now? Is it just because he had a microphone in front yeah. of him because it was Super Bowl week? I mean, yeah. what was the deal? I don't know. Maybe he's still the, the emotions, Aaron, are still raw from losing to the Rams a month ago. Maybe he's jealous of what happened to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Maybe he was jealous of watching Patrick Mahomes and the talent he had around him. But, look, every quarterback wants more talent. Every quarterback wants a better offensive line. But every quarterback is not making $35 million a year. Go back and look at the top paid players at the quarterback position this year based on cap number. And then look at how much money their teams were able to spend on their offensive line. You know, it's not much. I mean, the Buccaneers were, I think, sixth in offensive line spending, but that's because they have a 43-year-old quarterback, and they spent $30 million more on offense than they did on defense. So if Russell Wilson wants more talent, if Russell Wilson wants a better offensive line, then Russell Wilson at some point may want to think about taking a pay cut or restructuring his deal. How did they go 12-4 and if things are so bad up there? They went 12-4 and four because they they got good talent, right? <laughs> and they play in a division that may have been slightly overrated. They got a great head coach in Pete Carroll. Uh, they got a guy in Russell Wilson who obviously in the first half of the year was allowed to you know do a little more offensively than he was in the second half of the year. And that's the crazy thing is that their defense actually got better in the second half, mostly because they weren't playing the greatest offenses in the world. They're playing Philadelphia. They're playing the Jets. They're playing the Giants. They're playing teams like that. And they were able to kind of pick up some wins against some of the worst offenses in the NFL. But, look, we've seen a lot of teams, you know, win 11, 12 games and flame out in the NFL playoffs. Look at what happened to Pittsburgh, for crying out loud. So this team so far is not built to make a deep run come playoff time because, really, when Russell Wilson's not playing well and he was not come playoff time, they're not really elite at anything. They're not elite at linebacker, excuse me, corner, not at safety, not at defensive line. They're above average for sure at linebacker, but are they elite at linebacker? Are they elite on the offensive line, wide receiver? I don't think so. So for the Seahawks to get back to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to find a way to be really elite at something. I'm not sure if they're elite at anything right now. Mm. Softy, what do you think the reaction of the guys uh, in the locker room and and the coaching staff too has been? Because obviously – you know, look, on the one hand, Russ is incredible. You know, he is the reason in many ways why they're as successful as they are. But on right. the other hand, I mean, by saying my own line sucks, you're kind of throwing the old line and some of the coaching staff under the bus, too. Well, I mean, uh, what's the name of your producer? Ryan. 
Burks. Ryan, so if you went on the air right now and said, you know what, we need a better producer, how do you think Ryan reacts to that? Ask him. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I mean, Honestly. I am the I, one that booked you, so I mean, I, I should yeah. get part of his salary. But yeah, continue, continue. It's not exactly a great get, to be honest with you, so I wouldn't really crow true, about true, that. True. Great call. But yeah. I mean, you, look, you guys get the point, you know? Uh, hey, look, man, maybe Ryan sucks at his job. Maybe Ryan's terrible at what he does. Maybe Ryan couldn't book a bus ticket, let alone a great guest for the show on Fox Sports Radio. But you're not talking about that on the air, right? Sure. You're, right. Not, you're not bringing that up in public. You're not going to tweet about that or talk about that on the radio show. You're going to be a freaking man. You're going to grab Ryan. You're going to have a meeting off the air and sit down like men, and you're going to talk about it. So I, I was bothered by what Russell Wilson did with the offensive line. Some folks think that Russell Wilson's been backed into a corner, and he's got no choice but to call out the Seahawks and flex his muscles and put them on blast. I, I find that to be ridiculous. You're telling me that Pete Carroll and John Schneider had no plans to fix the, off- to fix the offensive line or to even address the offensive line line until Russell Wilson came out and complained about it? Give me a break. What would Russell Wilson say if Seattle pulled a Green Bay and drafted a quarterback to replace him in like the first yeah. uh, couple of rounds? I think he'd be shocked. <laughs> I think he'd be stunned if they did something like that. And You know, it's funny because after uh, Mahomes went to Kansas City, there were rumors that the Seahawks actually would have drafted Mahomes oh. if he had fallen to them. Uh, oh. They went out and actually watched Josh Allen's pro day, you know, uh, three years ago, which is smart. You know, why not wow. gather as much data as you can gather? But look, man, there's obviously some folks around here that think Russell Wilson's getting too big for his riches and he's getting getting kind of an ego kind of a diva mentality kind of a rock star mentality he wins the walter payton man of the year award which is incredible the guy deserves it he's been phenomenal off the field the stuff he does for children's hospital in seattle is very noble but then he goes on gq he goes on ellen selling perfume with sierra for crying out loud you know look i i've i've said it before and it's kind of a metaphor for what this guy's all about i want this guy to ditch the celebrity bs I want him to get back into the dirty, sweaty gym with Apollo, find the eye of the tiger, <laughs> go grab Mr. T, knock his freaking teeth out, and win me another Lombardi. That's what I want. I love it. Dave Softy Maller, everybody, 950 KJR up in Seattle. We love having you on. Our pleasure. We got to do it again, my friend. Yeah, Ryan's doing a hell of a job. Stop picking on him. <laughs> Thanks, Softy. And thank you, Thanks, Ryan. You're Softy. Awesome. Take care. Dave Softy Mallow. Everybody check him up up there in Seattle. We'll get to a little bit more of what he had to say about Russell Wilson some other quarterbacks. I want to go through the quarterback uh, carousel. That's coming up next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS. You could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. We're in for the guys. Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon, getting a lot on Twitter. We'll get to that in just a well, Let's get to it now. By the way, I would say this. I feel like after Softy, like both of us got to pick up the energy after Softies. Wow. Yeah, he's got a lot of energy, does he not? I usually have a lot of energy. You do. I mean, that guy was, he needs to cut the Hollywood this. He needs to do that. He needs to suck it up. Buttercup. I was like, oh, my well, goodness. You, you guys are on the West Coast. It's only 830 out there. I'm sure. I, you know, I'm, Past my bedtime right now. You know that, don't you? Your bedtime's 6.30 because you eat dinner at 4 at the <laughs> retirement home. No, I'm kidding. I'm so mean. Uh, Alan says, hey, Arnie, 
Tell this guy, Dusty, Rusty, or Softy, to keep bashing Russell Wilson and taking cheap shots at him and see what happens when you lose him. Trying to be a talk radio blank. You can always go back to Hasselback days. Shut the blank up and get the blank out of here. My thing is this, though. If Green Bay can start replacing Rodgers and New England can replace Brady and let's say the Texans do uh, trade to Sean Watson, I don't think anybody's untouchable. It would if, If I told you today that Russell Wilson got traded for three first-round draft picks, after the initial shock, you'd say, well, maybe a good deal. Let's see what they got. And um, it wouldn't destroy the whole team if they got somebody else to replace him, you know? By the way, if if Matthew Stafford can get, how many was it? Two, two. For, two, yeah. plus, a, two plus a starting NFL quarterback. Russell Wilson's got to be worth about seven because I, the guy, <laughs> the guy is unbelievable. Um, I do agree with Softy that it feels like he's gone a little Hollywood. You know, to to throw your teammates under the bus, to feel like you should have a say in X Y Z. I understand he wants more talent around him. Tom Brady wanted more talent around him, but um, you know, I, I if it doesn't, it feel like he's gone a little Hollywood though. Well, I, what do you mean by going Hollywood? Because like he, it's, it's just, I, that's just not he's who more he, worried that, about like off the field. No, products that's and just stuff. not who he ever was. He was team first, the, and you know, I mean, to to throw some guys under the bus, I, I don't know, that wasn't the best look. I well, don't think. you never do that to your teammates. That doesn't mean you've gone Hollywood. That's just being a a bad teammate. I, I've never known him to be something like that. Um, and and two, he really didn't have to answer the questions like he did with Dan Patrick. He could have been politically, you know, a little bit more politically correct. But then we love when you're honest, and that's that's what we love about this whole thing, um, is that he spoke out. Well, my thing is this though, Torres. They went twelve and four. It wasn't yeah. like it was a completely bad year or anything. And I would add what Softy said is part of the problem is Russell Wilson trying to keep plays alive. And this was something you and I talked about on our Saturday show throughout the throughout the year is that we all had this like let Russ cook thing going early. And maybe there's a reason that they ran the ball as much as they did throughout the years. And it's not because Russell Wilson isn't an incredibly talented quarterback. It's because it's a lot to put on his shoulders. And so when you when you throw the O-line under the bus, when as Softy referenced the fact that 26% of all the sacks were basically on Russell Wilson, right, right. I think it's kind of a bad look. Does Russell Wilson know that 26% of the reason why they got sacked was because of him or does he not buy into that? Or does he not care? I don't know. Does he does he look at stats like that? That's exactly what I'm saying is yeah. is there has to be a little bit of self-awareness that when you say stuff like that one it makes you you know it's he's so good that I don't know that it'll matter in the quote-unquote locker room, but I mean you're throwing your teammates under the bus and some of this is on you. And that that's the part that bothers me is if you watch those games and we all do, everybody listening watches the NFL, some of it's on him. He holds on to the ball too long. By the way, is it the offensive line, uh, offensive line's fault that he threw a pick six against the Rams in the playoff loss? Like, at what point is there some accountability coming from him too? And Torres, you know me, I have no problem um, trading him and shipping him out if I got the right deal. I'm not going to cut myself short, but somebody steps up with three first round picks plus some plus some. Um, let's talk. I'm going to listen. I'm I'm not afraid to deal somebody like that. You don't want to play for me. You got a problem? I'll ship you out. You go ahead and go do that for your new team. I'll save myself some money, get a new quarterback, and build around my new quarterback. Because like I said, if I'm going to build a, uh, with a new quarterback, this is the year I'm going to do it, Torres, because there's a lot to build around. Yeah, I, th- I still think you're crazy. I mean, if, if well, Russell Wilson— Sometimes you have no choice. No, I don't think we're at the no choice part yet other than with Russell Wilson. So, wait, wait. Tom Brady can get the boot. Aaron Rodgers Tom can Brady almost get was the— 40- Two years old. Russell Wilson's Aaron. 32. 
Aaron Rodgers. Right, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. Stop. Just because he was grumpy after a playoff loss doesn't mean he's going anywhere. Stop. Well, they did draft a quarterback for him, did they not? Yeah. Then he just won the MVP. They should draft another quarterback this year. He'll play even better next year. That's what I would do if I was them. (laughs) You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. Uh, DeSager coming up next. Bad week for the NBA ratings. DeSager will explain that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Just call Farmers today for a quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You could reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one sitting in for the guys tonight. Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Harmon. You know, I know we don't have a lot of time. I wanted to get into Dak. He had a second surgery that didn't get out till just recently. You heard about that, right, Torres? That he had had a second surgery on that injury. I wouldn't give this guy a four-year contract uh, if my life depended on it. He had numerous times to sign that contract, numerous times turned down whatever the Cowboys were offering, whether it was 32 or 35 million a year. He rolled the dice, came up snake eyes, because I'm not giving him a four year contract. Matter of fact, I don't even want him on the team now. I would, uh, I'd make my move and, and go for another quarterback while you have a lot of quarterbacks there for the taking. I got to do that right now. Everyone says always bet on yourself. Comes with a cost. And this one came with a big cost. Yeah. And and it goes back to what this conversation has been all along, is that none of us have ever said Dak Prescott should take the Tom Brady hometown discount. But you do have to kind of read the room and know your worth and know your net value and what you mean to your specific employer. And he was trying to get money that until Patrick Mahomes would have made him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And you know where I've stood on this from the beginning, Arnie. I have always believed that just because the last guy got overpaid doesn't mean that you should overpay the next guy. And you know how I know I'm right on that? Because who just got traded a few weeks ago? Jared Goff, because they overpaid him. Who's going to get traded in the next few weeks? Carson Wentz, because you overpaid him. I'm sorry. Just because the last guy got this much doesn't mean that the next guy automatically has to get more. So what do you do with him then? Are you saying that they're going to trade Dak? Are they going to let him go? Are they um, just saying we give him the one-year qualifying offer? I don't even know if I want to give him the one-year qualifying offer and see what he looks like uh, when he comes back. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting just deal in terms of what happens because, one, how healthy is he? Two, yeah, do you do the, uh, what do you call it, the franchise tag for another year? I just, I just, I can't. You got to take one of those rookie quarterbacks, do you not? You got to. Or do you, well, I guess they went the trade veteran route last year with Andy Dalton. So do you go that route again? Do you go with a rookie quarterback? It'll be interesting, you know, because there's a lot of quarterbacks that aren't going to be going in that top five. I mean, we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields, but Kyle Trask is going to be available at some point, who's from Dallas, by the way. Um, Who else? Uh, The kid from North Dakota State. Right. I think I would take a... Uh, a rookie quarterback, but that doesn't mean that I'm, he's not going to learn under a veteran, kind of like what Tua did with Fitzpatrick, and then make the switch whenever I can. I mean, heck, the Cowboys were such disarray, and I know they never rebuild, but I, I think that's the best thing for them, you know? It's fair to ask if Dak Prescott is the long-term answer. The answer is no. The answer is no. As a matter of fact, anybody who gets him 
is not going to give him a $40 million a year, four-year contract. He's not going to get $160 million unless he proves it this year. And I'm still not so sure that I want to give him that type of money, Aaron. I'm with you. And I, I just, I just, I respect him for believing he was worth more. But again, you have to know your value. You're not that guy. You're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not, Desha- I would say you're not Deshaun Watson. You're not, who else? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, uh, he's really good. He's one of the top 10, 12 quarterbacks in the league. He shouldn't have ever been the highest paid, and he thought he should be, and it could come back to bite him. By the way, speaking about Mahomes, um, two Super Bowls played bad in or bad in one and average in the other. He was just lucky that he got bailed out and and was happy to win one Super Bowl. Could you imagine if he was owed two in Super Bowls right now? Be a lot of pressure on that young man. Would be get, will we be having the Lamar Jackson conversation? I mean, it's not apples to apples because Lamar Jackson hadn't won a playoff game at all till this year. But right. you get to two straight Super Bowls and you you lay an egg in both. I, I can't say he laid an egg. I, I actually thought he actually played pretty well in this game. He had no time and his receivers, I know you were watching the game with Plank, but it was one doink off their hands after the other. E- even if, I, I can't blame Patrick Mahomes for for this loss. I, I he, It wasn't his best game, but he, he didn't get any help from anybody either. Well, it was a horrible game for him. Uh, yeah, he had problems on the offensive line, but I get tired of hearing that. Russell Wilson saying that. Carson Wentz saying that. You know, sometimes you just got to deal with it. I, everybody's got injuries there. I don't want to hear about the offensive line anymore. Torres is getting sick and tired about that. Everyone has an injury to the starting left tackle the week before the biggest game of the season. No, but everybody got it. You know what? I don't know, but I bet you every team's had a problem on the offensive line. You want to bet that? You think that it's only for Philadelphia or Dallas or something like that or Seattle? What's wrong with you? I think I, mean, yeah. I think that two things can be true. Injuries happen, but that was a crucial injury at the worst position at the worst possible time. Absolutely, but they were used to play without Mitchell Schwartz I, anyway. I think the diff it's it's to me that is much different than Russell Wilson, who over the course of the season was responsible for twenty six percent of his sacks, blaming the O line, yeah. as opposed to Patrick Mahomes, who was awesome all year, loses his left tackle right before the biggest game of the season. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at ten p.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Pacific. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.